Summer ends and autumn comes, and he would have it otherwise, would have high tide always and a full moon every night. From Hal Borland, the American Naturalist, 1900-1978. Good morning, everyone. I'm Rob McCall. This is the Awanaju Almanac, a collection of natural and unnatural events, rank opinion, and wild speculation devoted to feeling at home in nature, breaking down the wall of hostility between us and the rest of creation. And this is the almanac for the last quarter of the corn moon. So here are some natural events for this quarter moon. With just a few days left in calendar summer, we've come full circle from seed to sprout to bud to flower and to seed again over the course of the past season. But these seeds now falling to the ground are ever so slightly different from the parents whose fruit they are, shaped and shifted by their source, their surroundings, and the mysteries of mutation. The seeds of late summer 2009 are minutely and marvelously adapted to the world as it is now, not the world as it was just a year or two ago. The new generation of goldfinches or eiders and the new generation of thistles or mussels on which they feed may look identical to their ancestors, but their genetics are unique and even more finely fitted to their changing environment. Likewise, the children who go off to school today live in a world very different from the world into which their grandparents were born, and they are far more at home in it. You can just ask any grandparent fumbling with a computer or remote control. And so it goes season after season, tomorrow tucked into the seeds of today. Here's a field and forest report. The swamp maples are beginning to flame up red in the marshes. Acorns are falling from the oaks and into the world of the chipmunks, squirrels, and blue jays, who are busily fitting up their winter stores and planting the oaks of tomorrow. Apples grow sweet and their seeds turn brown and fat until they plop into picking buckets or fall to the ground. If you have a hankering for a Wolf River or Golden Delicious from the orchard by the parsonage, give us a call or come by. They're there for the picking, and they're all organic. Uh, here's a rank opinion. These days we often hear the old adage beginning with the words, there are two kinds of people in the world. There's something deep in the human psyche that wants to divide the entire species into two parties, us and them. The two parties may be men and women, communists and capitalists, Republicans and Democrats, Yankees and Red Sox, or Brooklyn and Sedgwick. Philosopher William James pointed out something similar in social psychology, dividing the world into the party of hope and the party of fear. This resonates with us after enduring the last presidential campaign and now the ongoing debate about health care in America. But if you ask more than two people what the two kinds of people in the world are, heaven knows you're going to get more than two answers. So maybe it's the way my old friend Oliver Powell used to say, 
There are two kinds of people in the world. Those who believe there are two kinds of people in the world and those who don't. And maybe the truth here comes in twos, too. The first truth is this. Today, there are about seven billion kinds of people in the world, and they are all different from us. And the second truth is this. There is only one kind of person in the world, and they are all like us. And which truth will we choose to live by as we mark the anniversary of 9-11? That will make all the difference. So here are a couple of seed pods for you to carry around with you this week. First from Robert Frost. Two roads diverged in a yellow wood, and I, I chose the one less traveled by, and that has made all the difference. And from the Sermon on the Mount, you have heard it said, love your neighbor and hate your enemy, but I say to you, love your enemy. Well, that's the almanac for this quarter moon, but don't take it from me. Go out and see for yourself.